So welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. Um, at this part of the program, um, we are going to have a chat with our invited guest for this particular week. And Shane, um, you invited Noreen to Noreen Lynch from the Pastoral Centre of the Limerick to join us this week to keep us up to date with, or bring us up to date with what's happening around the diocese. Is that right? Exactly. Noreen, welcome back to the program. As Shane, regular listeners will know, we have you on from time to time to give us a bit of an update as to what's happening on and around the place, um, as sometimes people mightn't, uh, mightn't know, but also just kind of in terms of good news of things that is happening throughout the diocese. So what are the things that you would like to bring to our attention on this week's programme? Well, Shane and John, it's lovely to be here this morning, and thanks a million. It really is lovely to feel that there's a natural point of, of connection with, with the radio programme and, and with so many of your listeners, so it's just really nice to be back again. Okay, I have three things really that I think might be of interest to people that they'd like to hear about. One is um, the Amoris programmes, the Joy of Love programmes that are happening in parishes uh, and in spaces around the diocese. I want to tell you a little bit about that. The second is a special day around for, for people who are involved in liturgy, anybody who serves at Mass or who's involved in any of the different ways that we gather for prayer. And the third thing is the 24 Hours for the Lord initiative. So, will I jump straight in? You might um, as well. Let me tell you first, I, I've been on and been speaking before about this, the whole preparation for World Meeting of Families. And all through the, the, the autumn and into the spring, what we were offered was lovely resources that you could use every month in your parish, like people might have seen the Valentine's tokens or different things like that. Um, you know, you might have, have seen when a baby was baptised, a special card is available that says this month, you know, this year, your child is baptised as we prepare for a World Meeting of Families. Well, at the heart of that is that the Pope asked us to read the letter he wrote to families, which is called Amoris Laetitiae, or The Joy of Love. Um, and he wrote this letter to all families, and he said, if you're coming to World Meeting of Families, we'd love you to, to read this and to reflect on it. But I suppose the reality of busy life is that people find it hard to sit down and read a letter from the Pope. <laughs> so <laughs> we mm. developed a, a six-night, when I say we, I mean the, the Irish people, I don't mean I had anything to do with it, but... Um, Actually, Martin Kennedy, who's a Limerick man, was very involved. We developed a six-night programme. And the idea is that across Lent and into Easter, that there'd be a chance for people to gather, maybe once a week, maybe once a fortnight, to watch a video on one aspect of what Pope Francis was talking about and to have a conversation. Now, by a conversation, I don't mean a debate. And it's quite important, actually. It's not a debate. It's really a chance for people to say, Pope Francis has something to say to my family. I'm going to go and listen to the videos. I'm going to have a bit of it, just a chat and listen to one another. And I'm going to go home with something to chew. So it's not about kind of coming to us all agreeing on something. It's just about all of us going home with something to chew each week so that we're, as a family, thinking, learning, going a little bit deeper, you know. And I'm delighted. When we, when we started offering this, I was wondering, would there be energy? Would there be interest? But there's over 70, nearly 20 uh, groups now that are going to run this programme starting in February, probably most are starting in March. Um, and I'll just give you some of the names from back west in Arda Parish. It's already begun. Ballingarry, it's going to be happening soon. In Ballyagran, in Brough, that's more South Limerick, in Drumcolliher. Um, in the city, there's a number of parishes, uh, like this, uh, seven or eight. Um, Kilidi is going to host it. Uh, Kilmalik and Kilfinnan in the south. Mahuna. Um, Sister Eileen is, is, is meeting with a group working at the moment, preparing for that. Um, then Patrick's Well, Valley Brown, that's nearer into town. 
uh, as I say, a lot of the city parishes as well are clustering in groups of three and four parishes and offering it together. And what a lot are doing are saying, let's have three gatherings in March before the, before Easter, because Easter's so early this year, and then after Easter, three more. And I think that's, for a lot of people, they're saying, yeah, that's something I could commit to, and that's quite interesting. So I'm very excited about that, because I'm I'm just delighted to see people say, you know what, let's try this, you know, and it's a very structured programme. There's three little videos, a short one at the beginning on what's the reality of, of family life, the real, what, what's going on for Irish people. It's usually about five minutes. And actually, there's four Limerick people in the videos. There's maybe 10 or 15 people interviewed saying what, what they think about this theme. But there's four Limerick people. So you have to look out and see who you recognise. And then there's a chance to chat, maybe 10 minutes. And then there's a short video again that is on the theme that we're talking about. What has Pope Francis got to say about family life on this theme? And rather than Pope Francis speaking to us, because he wouldn't be speaking in English, so that would be difficult, what we have is some Irish people just saying, this is what Pope Francis is saying, just chatting. So Julie Kavanagh and Pat Corkery are there at the start, and there's a number of different people interviewed. But you just get a sense of what is Pope Francis saying on this theme? And then again, a chance to chat. And people often say, gosh, I didn't realise that what I'm thinking and what the Pope's thinking are so similar. Or I never looked at that perspective. And then there's a simple closing prayer, which is again given. So it's a very structured and simple, positive um, thing. So I'm, I'm really excited. And if anybody wants to know when and where for any of these venues, you can check locally or you can give us a call here in the Pastoral Centre. We have the different dates and times and we'll be happy to help you. That's 061. 061- 400 133 or 61 400 133. So that's a Morris. Will I keep going, Shane? Or I'm talking you might as well. Could I just jump in there, Noreen, just for a second? Uh, Delighted, Jack. Just, uh, just let people know that the one in Arda is continuing um, each Sunday night at 7 pm in the local hall. So there's 7 pm local hall, and it goes on for about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, I was there last week, actually, to be honest with you. I found the video was great. And it, it certainly, as Noreen said, gives you something to chew about, you know, to go away and think about and so on and so forth. But there was one lovely quotation that I that I picked up um, last week. <clears throat> and actually, it's um, the Pope says, he tells us, a perfect family does not come down from the sky. And we all know that. And that's reality. It was nice to hear that coming from the Pope. Isn't that lovely? Lovely. OK, Just Noreen. The, the ordinariness of his language even is beautiful. Exactly. You know? OK. Yeah, I love it. That's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Thanks a million, John. It's lovely to hear that's happened. Now, 24 Hours for the Lord is a special initiative I want to mention as well. It's on March the 9th and the 10th. And it's uh, Pope Francis asked for this to be started. He said, every Lent I want there to be in every diocese, particular churches that say we're going to be open for 24 hours and there's going to be a chance for people to come in. Uh, there'll be Eucharistic adoration and the Sacrament of Reconciliation will be available for 24 hours. And again, this year in his Lenten letter, he said, you know, inspired by the words of Psalm 130, which is with you is forgiveness. That's the theme with you is forgiveness. He's, Pope Francis said this event will take place Friday, March the 9th up to Saturday, March the 10th. And he's asking people to come forward. So the Augustinian Church in Limerick City has kindly offered again, which is fabulous. And we'll begin on Friday afternoon, the 9th of March, with a four o'clock mass. And then there'll be adoration, prayer, reflection and plenty of silence. People have said to us, we don't need always to have lots of music, lots of things happening. For adoration, sometimes silence is very beautiful. So plenty of silence, plenty of opportunity to pray right across the night. 
And all the time with the opportunity, we were asking our clergy just to help us. They're very good and very generous with their time to give time right across the night so that a priest would be available for those who wish to receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation as part of their, their Lenten observances, as part of their preparation for Easter. And then it'll conclude on Saturday afternoon at 10 o'clock, at, uh, sorry, Saturday afternoon, the 10th of March. There'll be a Mass for the sick at 3 o'clock. So the we'll be praying right up almost until four o'clock then so the mass for the sick um will be at three o'clock and everybody's welcome to that um we're saying to we've just sent out a note to, to clergy to let them know give them posters ask them if they'll be able to help but we're also saying to local faith communities local movements who might say well we would be comfortable with coming in and maybe leading a small bit of prayer or reading a reflection if anybody wants to be involved they're more than welcome but they need to contact us so that we can organize um and again just they can contact us on that they can contact me noreen on that number 061 um and just as i say plenty of silence plenty of gentle time for prayer but also the opportunity occasionally just to hear some words some maybe a piece of music or something that helps people in their reflections so that'll be gorgeous i'm really looking forward to that too and then the last thing, are you still awake? Are you still with me? <laughs> <laughs> You're great. The last thing is to tell you about a special day we're having around liturgy. And I suppose my area, I always have worked with parish councils and parish ministry groups. But in the last two years, Bishop Brendan has asked me to work in the area of liturgy. And I su- probably the biggest learning for me has been just, I, I mean, you know, the centrality of liturgy, of how we pray all our prayers, our mass. You know, that's central. But you suddenly realise how absolutely important it is that every single person who's involved in leading liturgy, if they're a minister of the Eucharist, a minister of the Word, if they're in the choir, if they prepare the space, if they're leading maybe the prayer in a funeral home, if they're bringing communion to someone, every single person is in such a special place and it's such a moment of grace that we need the chance to gather occasionally and to think about what we're doing and to pray about what we're doing. So we try every year to have a liturgy day on different themes. And I suppose the, the thing that struck me this year, because we're looking at, we've been preparing for morning services if we don't have mass in, on, a, on a weekday morning. And now we're looking at funeral prayers. If, say, for example, not in the church now, but, but at the undertakers or maybe in, in somebody's home, if a priest isn't available, how will we lead those prayers? And it struck me that we could become quite diverse. We could all be going off doing our own thing. But actually, liturgy, the way we pray in public as a parish is, is has a heart and a core of it. So we're going to have a day called Lord, Teach Us to Pray, Creating Relevant and Inspiring Parish Liturgy for All. And someone said to me, oh, you'd have to have a degree in theology to go to that. And I said, no, no. I said, the opposite is true. What we want is to have as many people as possible who are involved on the ground in Sunday Mass or in bringing communion to the sick or in leading prayers at different times to come together so that we can together talk a little bit about this. Like, who is all this prayer for? You know, if if our prayer is simply for those who can come to morning Mass, then that's a small group. But what if when we gather every morning to pray, we're actually praying for the whole parish on behalf of the whole parish. Now suddenly our prayer becomes really important because it's not just about me and a few people, it's actually about everyone. And on behalf of everyone, we've made this commitment to pray. So what about when we go to a funeral and we go to a funeral home or we go to uh, somebody's home and lead some prayer? Is this a personal thing that I can do because I know what to do? Or am I acting on behalf of the whole parish so that the family know the parish care and can be with them right through from the moment of bereavement right through to the graveside that we will be with them and support them? It's one parish liturgy. So what we're going to do is have a morning in Rathkeel House Hotel 
on the 10th of March, everything's happening at the same time. We're going to start at half nine with a cup of tea, so that at a quarter to ten we have morning prayer. And I've invited Dr. Anne Francis, who's both a friend and a, a wonderful, warm mother and theologian, uh, who does a lot of training with liturgy groups and with those who prepare prayers and, and, and liturgy. And she's going to talk about what and who is parish liturgy for, you know, all the different ways we pray, what's at the heart of it. And I think that's going to be really nourishing. It's going to give everybody something to go home and, and feel confident and, and good about. And then we're going to have three workshops. And you can pick your workshop. You can go along to Planning Holy Week Liturgies, which is going to be a really practical workshop across Holy Week, resources for each day. And just kind of how do we focus on what we're doing? How do we get, you know, bring a theme through the whole week so that they're not separate events, but that we're really joining the dots. Then the second workshop is going to be for anybody who's been involved in leading public prayer, any lay person, lay-led liturgy of any kind that you've been leading prayer. I've asked Maureen Kelly, who works in the Killaloo Diocese around liturgy, and she works with liturgy groups. She goes into parishes where they're not going to have an opportunity for weekday mass and sometimes even Sunday mass. Um, and she works with people on the ground, helping them to prepare. And I've asked her to do a kind of a reflective review because I thought it'd be really good for people to be able to really talk about their experiences, even if they haven't been able to, to do, do much or if they've done a lot. And, and just to have a space with somebody outside of the diocese who can, you can really chat and talk and say, look, these are the things that are coming up for us. These are the questions we have. This is what we need support with. And then the third workshop is actually, uh, I'm going to the Diocese of Cork and Ross, and we've invited their two members of their funeral team to come up, because this funeral question is live. We're conscious that our priests are the central people who lead liturgy, but there's also a need for lay people who can lead, perhaps, in the undertakers of funeral homes, in uh, homes when there's a wake at night, lead prayer. But it's not simply about reading a prayer. It's not simply about leading it. There's a big pastoral piece to it. There's a big piece about care. And what they have in Cork and Ross seems really good. The way they, they go to the home on the first day and bring the booklet, help the family to prepare, the, the, pick the, the readings for the Mass, the different things. Then they are there if they're needed for prayer with the priest or if a priest can't be there, they're there. But generally with the priest, they're working. And then one of them will try and be there on the day of the funeral, again, just to support the family in a practical way if they have any questions. Now, I think it's a really nice, warm way of working. So we've asked two of them to come up and to tell us what they do. So that if any parish is saying, we're not sure we may need this or we've started and we're not sure, people could come along and hear an experience and say, would that be helpful? And based on what people are saying, then we'll develop some more training that might happen after Easter or in early autumn. And so the balance of Anne Francis offering us something nourishing and the workshops offering us something quite practical, I'm hoping. Uh, we'll, we'll be finished by one o'clock, by one thirty. sorry, we'll finish by one thirty, and people will be off home with maybe, I suppose, a sense of, that they can create relevant and inspiring parish liturgy for us. That's on Saturday the 10th of March as well, um, half nine to half one. And everyone's welcome. Ring 061-400-133 to book. Now, I'll stop talking after all of that information. I hope you're all still OK. <laughs> Noreen, Noreen, well done. Can I just, just yeah. mention something that, again, that was on your newsletter? And yeah. um, it's happening, actually, next Sunday, this Sunday, the 4th of March. Live stations of the Cross for Families. People just yeah. might be interested in that. It's on at 1pm, yeah. I think, in St. Saviour's. Isn't uh, that right? It, it's on at 1 exactly. What it is is the 1pm Family Mass. And then what they're inviting people to do is to come for the Family Mass and then bring a dish to share for a potluck lunch. 
and there'll be live stations across games, crafts for the family. So basically masses at one, uh, the Sunday mass, and then there'll be live stations at the cross afterwards, families afterwards, uh, a chance to share some food together. So very much just a positive family afternoon. And that, the, the St. Saviour's Church is the Dominican Church, right up there near the station, near the train station. So mm-hmm. um, you'll know that the clock there, that's, yeah, that's yeah. just down the station. And that's that church there. That's where the Dominican sisters are now. And it's a lovely parish. People will be very welcome. Lovely. And Noreen, this is the last time. Now, I think you will regret me ever reading this newsletter. But anyway, there's one on there now that maybe maybe some ladies in the uh, who are listening to us might be interested in. There's a Women's World Day of Prayer, March the 2nd. That's next next Friday, isn't it? It is. Next Friday. Tell us about that. Women's World Day of Prayer is prepared by women, but it's for everyone. So okay. it's open to it's not it's not simply a women's event, but it's a, a commitment by women, Christian women all over the world, that there would be one day when they would consciously be aware of one another, consciously be aware of the world we live in and consciously pray together. So every single year around the world for oh I can't remember how many years now for but for sixty or seventy years sixty years I think, there's been a women's world day of prayer hosted by a different country. So a country takes it on Ireland, I think it was in the nineties we we, we we actually did this. You take on this um prepare all the resources and include in the resources information about your country. Um, and so this year, the country is a place called Suriname, which is in Central America, South America, which I actually had never heard of. I had to go and search for it. Um, I was fascinated. Small place, incredibly beauty, beautiful and incredibly poor. Um, and the theme they have chosen is all, all God's creation is very good. And so uh, the resources they've created are free and, and available. Um, there's going to be a service in St. Michael's Church of Ireland Church up at Perry Square um, in Limerick City on Friday, um, 2nd of March at half seven, and everyone's welcome. It's always a lovely ecumenical service. Um, Vicky Lynch, the Methodists, and, you know, the, the Church of Ireland, there's a great mix of people there, lovely music, and everybody's very welcome. But it's very Bible-centred. It's very much about celebrating all our different nations, all our different cultures. And the whole context always is, is that sense of gratitude to God, that sense of being called out of ourselves, out of our own small worlds, into recognising God who's good across the whole universe. That'll be lovely. I just might mention, actually, when I have the chance, that the Limerick Choral Festival is actually on next weekend as well. It's starting Friday, the 2nd of March, at the opening concert. The Limerick Chamber Orchestra and our do vocal ensemble will be in St Mary's Cathedral. They, they have a whole website with lots of information. So if you look up the Limerick Choral Festival, there's a, a Treasures of Polyphony um, a, a concert in the Sacred Heart Church on Sunday, which is that just it would be incredibly beautiful music from a high school choir that's over from the states and Limerick Youth Choir. So they've a lot of things. They've competitions, <clears throat> excuse me, and so that Limerick Choral Festival will be really beautiful and worth worth seeing as well. So there's lots happening, plenty to be to be keeping an eye out for. I tell you, certainly is. <laughs> Listen, as you mentioned there about um, about so we just mentioned there about stations of the cross. Um, just to just just to let people know. Next Sunday, next uh, next week's program, next Sunday's program, will actually include ourselves doing our annual praying our annual uh, stations of the cross here and the and sacred space. Um, this year, we're we're focusing in on the Trocra work in Cedar alone. We'll, we'll have a speaker to, to to chat with us for a few minutes to in, introduce. Um, what wonderful work they're doing there in Sierra Leone. But then, in in part two and part three of the program, myself, Shane, and Lorraine. Uh, are going to pray the stations of the cross that are actually up on the uh, Troker website. A beautiful 
uh, Stations of the Cross. So we invite you again, and anybody again who would like to to join us, you might just pass on the word. Next week on Sacred Space, come and see Inspirations, we'll be presenting um, Troca's Stations of the Cross. Shane, did I forget anything, or did we forget to to nail <laughs> to nail Burro Noreen and anything at all? Think, I don't think. I think we might give her a break at this uh, particular stage. Exactly, Noreen. There's a piece of music that I asked you um, whether you'd like to play yes. going out in this. Can you introduce her for us, please? It's it's a very simple piece. Uh, it was just when I thought of um, you had Tom Kenzie there, and I thought he's a nice version of this little light of mine. And I suppose one of the things I'm always conscious of is we can all be in our different parishes, in our different communities, in our different groups, like the, like the radio here, um, feeling that there's only a few of us. And yet in some way, all over the place, these little lights are shining. Um, and I, I often think that, that from God's perspective, that there's like these tiny little lights all over the place. And he's just thinking there's so much happening and we're going, oh, there's only a few of us and it's very difficult. But actually, as we let shine the light that we have, as we do what we can do where we are, um, it's it's enough for God and it's good and therefore it's worth singing and being being glad about and celebrating and saying thanks be to God we can do what we can do it is enough. So so Noreen thanks for that. So now guys out there don't forget shine your little lights. That's what Noreen's inviting us to do. And listen, Sing to, along. To, Sing listen, along. <laughs> listen to this piece of music and it'll help us to do that. Okay.